And now it's time for Geek News. Les Nouvelles. All right. As our uh, our news correspondent. <laughs> what you got, George? Hot off the teletype we have. Just a smattering of this and that. Rupert Sanders has been selected to uh, direct a live-action Ghost in the Shell. I am disappointed, A, that they're doing a live-action Ghost in the Shell, and B, that Rupert Sanders, to my knowledge, biggest claim to fame so far is Snow White and the Huntsman. (laughs) So, strike one and two against this movie. It was not on my radar to go see. Michael B. Jordan... Not the basketball player. The B is not for Michael Basketball Jordan. Uh, has been confirmed. It is really going to be. He is Black Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four reboot. This has. Been, is that actually a question mark still? I yeah. yeah. I figured it was common knowledge. You know, this two months like, ago, he's like, uh, just got back from vacation, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm doing that. <laughs> Um, this is stirring up I what I think is a ridiculous amount of controversy in the Fantastic Four. Well, controversy is too strong a word. Just too much fanboyishness. You know, um, it's the Fantastic the Four. For it to even still have a movie shot? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, it, this is kind of the opposite of the last one where they turned Jessica Alba white. You know, <laughs> uh, you know actually, here's the worst part of the whole Fantastic Four thing was uh, it wasn't too long ago they were talking about yeah yeah we're trying to do like what they're doing with the Avengers so we're going to do a Fantastic Four X-Men crossover yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> personally I would just like to see an uh, an actual Fantastic Four movie that didn't want make me want to gouge my eyes out and <laughs> puncture my eardrums with knitting needles that's, um, that's a pretty low bar, I think, and if they can meet that, I, I will be satisfied. Honestly, people, it's a comic book movie. Who cares? Says the guy that bitches about everything. <laughs> Not everything. 95%. I will, I'll give you 95%. There's 5% of the stuff that I won't bitch about, and the color of an actor, that's one of them. You know? Unless he starts writing the script and it turns out to be crap, then I'll bitch about that. <laughs> And then Jessica DeGue will be reprising her role as the Huntress on Arrow. Mm-hmm. She's going to be in the March 26th ep, and that ep is titled Birds of Prey. I do believe that's just CW giving a wink and a nod to the Birds of Prey title, since I haven't seen anything anywhere about a potential spinoff of that. DC generally craps on their women, <laughs> not in the fetish way. And I can't really see CW embarking on Birds of Prey, especially after the last attempt. No, but it'd be interesting to see. I know nothing's really been said, but if they brought back like their Canary character and stuff. She's going to be in it. Oh, she, yeah. yeah, she is. Okay. Well, sister, not not Smallville. Right. Yeah. 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 She's going <laughs> to be in this app. See here on a comic side. Last week, IDW put out its solicitations for all the variant covers that are going to be out for Powerpuff Girls number six. Yes, <laughs> I'm at Powerpuff Girls, people. Yeah. Uh, does this sit next to your My Little Pony collection? It does not. It does not. <laughs> I I only get the Powerpuff Girls in trade. Um, <laughs> this caused a bit of a kerfuffle because one of the variants by Mimi Yoon portrays the Powerpuff Girls in a more... Sexy, sexy. Well, that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Personally, I see what they're going for, 
or I, I see the basis of the complaint because they're drawn as actual teen girls right. and they were in like latex or PVC, which is standard for the adult superhero. Sure. Right. But these are, no matter how she ages them, these are the Powerpuff girls, <laughs> not the X men. So I see both sides of the argument. The The retailer that saw this and said that this isn't, you know, appropriate. Certainly, I think they could have, she could have done something different with the costumes. But the, by the same token, she says, no, it's not meant to be sexy. It's meant to be sassy. These are, you know, kick-ass girls. And they just kick the crap out of somebody and they're sitting on his head. And I see it, you know. Yeah. It's not at all a sexual image except for the costume. So I think she is definitely got reason to be angry. I do understand his point, though. I mean... PVC, latex, there is a definite fetish there. And no matter what she meant, come on, we're a bunch of fat 40-year-old dudes reading comics. Um, How dare you? <laughs> uh, so it's winter weight. Thank you. <laughs> it's a little cold out right now. Oh, so you have two sweatshirts on. I got to keep warm. Because I, I have four. This, this, isn't, this isn't fat. This is just clothing. <laughs> So that did get pulled, and IDW announced today that they're going to do a, an alternate, uh, an alternate, alternate cover to replace that one. The whole thing strikes me as silly, though, because to get to the solicitations, it had to go through sketch and right. then actual final approval. So both IDW and Cartoon Network signed off on it. To think that it got that far and nobody raised a flag at all, I find somewhat unbelievable. But to then get all the way here and then say, oh, we we no, we we never thought about this. No, I I don't think so. But you got a lot of pub out of this because the image is now spread around the, the internet yeah, yeah. far it's, more it's, than a right. Powerpuff, Powerpuff Girls comic was comic cover was ever going to. Yeah, do. It, it's seen by a lot more people <laughs> than it ever would have been. Yeah, <laughs> and they said they're going to do a different alternate. Ne- um, next up is the uh, leaked Powerpuff Girls sex sex tape. Yes. <laughs> Some Powerpuff Girl and Girl and Girl action. <laughs> oh, I feel dirty now. Yeah, You're welcome. <laughs> uh, haven't said if Yoon's going to be getting to do the next alternate or the replacement alternate if they're going somewhere else. But for all the alternate variant cover chasers there, you're still going to have your seven or eight chances to spend 70 or 80 bucks on a stupid <laughs> alternate cover. Uh, I got nothing on the Marvel or the DC or the other indie side. Uh, on the gaming side, Wizards of the Coast has announced uh, their next uh, D&D encounters. It's going to be Tyranny of Dragons. Like earlier this year, or sorry, late la- middle, middle of last year, the encounters program used to be free. The venue or the DM at the venue signed up. They sent you the booklet for free. There was not a lot in there, just enough to do that encounter. Mm-hmm. It wasn't meant to be a full-on campaign. It's kind of show. It was just showcasing the fourth edition mechanics, really. Right. It was like one to three, level one to three, by the end, I think they'd maybe gotten you up to an encounter campaign that would get you to level six. It, it was well, fourth ed was never about role playing, mm-hmm. so then they changed it, and the books got a little bit bigger, and the store had to buy them. Now they were no longer provided free. The store had to buy them, and they were fairly expensive supplements for what they were. And if you didn't want to buy them, you could not participate in encounters anymore. So they have not changed that. So D&T encounters for the summer, their Tyranny of Dragons, they say they're going to tie it with the release of 5th edition rules, which probably means Gen Con. (laughs) Yeah. They're tying this into in-store games, mobile games, and video games. 
none of this really sounds at all attractive to me because the encounters program I found to suck pretty bad just in general because it was the same thing over and over. Their video games for the last two to three years are horrible. Just bad mechanics, mediocre graphics, and poor stories. I mean, these are like just not to take away from like good games that are just on the Xbox Live store or the PlayStation store. That's all these are. They're just put out there for direct download, and they're not particularly good. Daggerfall, I'm looking at you. <laughs> and mobile games. I don't know if there's any licensed D&D mobile games right now. I'm not going to check it out unless it's free. So for the people that are looking forward to this, they say that it's going to be playable either as 5th, 4th, or 3.5. So covering all their bases, <laughs> just like they're doing with 5th Ed, trying to cover everything. Who knows? You know, like two years ago when they announced it, I was like, yay, Fifth Ed. Woohoo! I'm going to do some of the playtesting. Woohoo! I'm going to get my feedback. Woohoo! I, sh- shit, people. It's been two years <laughs> and we're not getting. Uh, I'm tired of playtesting because you're not giving me enough. Just showing some mechanics here and there. And, you know, give me the whole thing. I want I want to see a whole thing. Well, see, and while you were talking, you kind of reminded me. And this is. This you kind stopped of, listening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I went back in my head and just. Counted to ten. Has his lip stop moving? Pretended okay. you weren't here. No, you kind of made a point, and I, I was just going to drive it home a little bit too. Was that when for fourth, like you were talking about early on, when it was like free and and you just had to sign up through the store? Actually, you didn't even have to sign up through the store because I ran some of the early fourth stuff at the old RGC game day picnics. Nice. So they, you know, sent it to me. And because we were having a, a public event, we, mm-hmm. the public event was still listed on their website, but it wasn't at a game store. It was, you know, we were out of the picnic shelter. <laughs> so it's it's gone a, a pretty far ways from that <laughs> to now. And uh, yeah, I I'm I don't know. I just if you're gonna if you're gonna make first of all doing stuff like that. I understand it because you to to some point because you're trying to get people you're trying to get the store involved and you're trying to get people to the store. I'm good there, but there are a lot of like what we were doing, you know, the the game days and stuff like that where you can still get people involved. And the same thing was kind of what soured me a bit on the uh, running tournaments for FFG stuff because. Uh, it used to be that I was in there and and the store was verified that I would run stuff, but it was pretty much you're talking to me and, and I'm coordinating everything. And if we can't do it at the store, we can do it at a game day. We can do it you know, somewhere else. To flipping to, well, the store, it has to come from a store. It has to be bought. It has to be that. And what you were getting in the kits wasn't worth the money. So even if I'm willing to, as an Uber fan, put up some of the money uh, and maybe recoup it in in tournament costs or something like that, you weren't giving me enough to get anybody, including the person that was trying to run it and be your your cheerleader, enough to get excited about it and continue to do it. I think I did that maybe twice. Mm -hmm. And then I was done. It it just wasn't worth the money. Yeah, and the QC that Watsy had on this stuff was, was horrible. You know, Mike would show me stuff like this cobalt, you know, king has this and this and this and this. 
But then they would give n- totally different stats and weapons in the loot for that encounter. You know, as you're supposed to have like uh, cobalt size, you know, small size longsword plus one. And there's just a, it's a masterwork sword. Nothing, you know, and blah, blah, blah. No, you know, and, and their stats wouldn't line up, you know, their abilities versus their other stats. And nothing lined up. There was a serious lack of QC in a lot of this stuff. So switching to pay for what I assume was going to be the same level of QC, I understand why people really did not jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure in East and West and South and North, you know, mm-hmm. where there's far bigger game populations than we have here, I'm sure this stuff is still going strong because, you know, it's D&D. Right. And, you know, I'm sure Mike's going to get the first wave of stuff at least. And I will certainly check it out if he runs something because, you know, it's Legacy. It's my first game. I've played something of all the editions. And I would like to see this be good. But, you know, we're in the middle of a Pathfinder campaign. And I quite enjoy that fantasy system. Yeah. Pathfinder is really uh, – Pathfinder is so solid that it's hard to – yeah, you got you to gotta come, come good now. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's it. And if I'm going to start another fantasy campaign – it's, I don't want to be pretty much the exact same thing. You know, right. if I'm going to start another RPG session, if I ever have the time for another RPG session, you know, what's, what's that? <laughs> you know, I don't want it to be just another fantasy setting. I want it to be Shadowrun. I want it to be sci fi or horror or something, not just another FRPG. But, you know, when it comes out, I'm sure Mike's going to get it. You're listening, Mike. And we'll check it he out. He actually did say he started listening at some point. <laughs> yeah, he did. I don't know if he's catch, uh, doing it uh, yeah, chronologically yeah, yeah. or if he's just bouncing around. He might not hear this until two years yeah. after it's been released. It's like, what are you talking about? We're on D&D 8. <laughs> <laughs> Moving off that, Z-Man Games is reprinting Vikings, the board mm-hmm. game. That's going to be theoretically released in spring of 2014. You ever play that one? I did not. but I like that one. I've heard lots of good things about it, and the theme appeals to me. Cyrus used to bring that to, I think, my, I think it was Cyrus. Cyrus used to bring it to my, uh, my game days when I still lived in town and had game, na- game, game nights at my house. Uh, we used to play it quite a bit. I like that one. And here, here is news of the week. The, the critical, if you fast forwarded through everything else, rewind and listen to this. We're counting people. It makes sense. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> Canterlot Knights, the first expansion for the My Little Pony CCG, uh, is due in April. And that's what I've got in the news. All right. Canterlot Knights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got two things real quick. We will have another contest right after this one. It's got some pretty nice prizes in it. I'll leave this teaser, and I'll probably say it again in the main episode, but after sharing what the grand prize was with Jordan, he said he was quitting the podcast for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) And I am working on one that may happen right after that one, too. So we might have three back-to-back contests here. That might make me quit, but for other reasons. (laughs) No, I won't do nude. So uh, the Mob Town contest, though, Fifth Street Games, that one's ending on January 30th. So uh, there's a chance I might get this out like the day it ends. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, Tuesday. You got two days to get this out. Again, we'll talk about a little bit of why that may not happen in the main podcast. And then the only other thing I had, I wanted to give a shout out to, you know, we've talked, I've interviewed Jason Glover. We've talked about Grey Gnome Games. Uh, he's got a, a Kickstarter going on right now for Tribes. Not enough for him, though. The man, like I've said it before, the man's a machine. He's a workhorse. He actually just started a new website called 
Indie Conquest. That's I-N-D-I-E. So Indie Conquest. And, of course, we'll throw something in the show notes for the geek news here. It's basically a resource for indie game designers. Jason's been one of those people that a lot of people have been going to for advice on Kickstarters because now he's got, I think this will be his fifth successful Kickstarter because uh, Four Tribes is, like, blowing everything away right now. He's on his, like, eighth or ninth stretch goal and i think he was looking for twelve thousand. he's at like 20 some right now so it's doing very well but he's he started putting together this resource for other indie designers and he shares things like uh here's some manufacturers i've used before here's how i've got boxes printed some promo materials and all all this kind of stuff and, he, and of course he was kind enough to list us as a game reviewer and as somebody for a kickstarter resource because of the game of crowdfunding interviews so we're kind of listed there, but it's not only that, it's him, Ben Haskett, and Chris Leader, uh, two other very uh, talented game designers are involved. They're going to be doing blog-type entry, uh, entries over there. They're also going to start doing uh, game reviews, video game review, game review videos. It's always a tricky way. You gotta watch. <laughs> you gotta watch your wording on that. Video game reviews. What? Yeah, yeah. game review videos focusing in on the more indie side of games and he's also <laughs> but wait there's more, there's more. Uh, if you order now jason is also uh offering up his services as a kickstarter consultant early on so it's more his service right now and uh him and i are talking about some other things but uh his initial service that's on the website right now is he'll take a look at your pre-launch page and let you know what he thinks and what you should change and stuff like that or potentially change basically give you feedback on it and part of that service he he's done a lot of box art rendering for a lot of people uh, in the indie community so he's at he's that's a part of it as well he will do that as well and he's got like some add-on stuff if you want him to do like cards and other components and stuff and whatnot but uh it's a Pretty cool service. It's like 75 bucks, and he'll not only take a look and give you a bunch of feedback on your preliminary Kickstarter page before you launch or shortly after you launch, but get it before, please. Uh, and then, of course, you know, and, and if you need it, the uh, box art uh, rendering is included in that. So IndieConquest.com. Definitely one to check out. So that is what I had for Geek News. News.